Production. Recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer in Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Thursday night comic books chat. Um, I have my Inhumans on the line tonight. Um, uh, Brother Beavis, say what's up. What's up, my Inhumans? All right. And uh, I think Sandman is also on the call. Say what's up, Sandman. Good evening, all. How you doing? All right. And lastly, even though he missed the chat last week for non-nefarious reasons, uh, Big Hutch is on the call. Um, this is Black Boat. <laughs> <laughs> but you spoke. You can't be Black Boat if you speak. Well, you couldn't. After I speak, everything blows up. But yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Truly noticed. Uh, as we've been doing for the last uh, almost a month now, we've been walking through classic X-Men stories, uh, starting with the Proteus saga. Um, and then moving into the Phoenix Saga when we dealt with the Hellfire Club last week, and now we move into the Death of Jean Grey or the Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, As we kind of talked about leading up to this, this is by far one of our favorite comic book stories of all time. Uh, We're going (laughs) to share with you some of the little pre-production meeting conversation that we just had about uh, one of the creators of this book. But... um, just like an absolute classic story as Claremont and Byrne continue uh, just a fascinating run that they had on this book um, that just gives us unbelievable stories, unbelievable art, um, and about to, you know, shortly actually going to end their uh, collaboration here um, in a few issues. Um, Brother Beavis, what do you most remember about Phoenix turning into Dark Phoenix? Probably... Uh... The gold tree. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, setting aside the fight in the blue moon and, and looking at it again earlier today, that the the gold tree is just so like uh, incredibly comic booky. Uh, just and what for whatever reason, that's the one thing. Right, Sandman. What do you remember? As she makes the uh, turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Beavis was right about that gold tree. That was it's kind of sticks out for some reason. <laughs> it's just bizarre, you know. It's just like you know they just trying to make it look like hey, this this chick can do any damn thing. And um, uh, another thing is, I came into the X Men during the Dark Phoenix saga, which is why it's another reason it's so iconic to me. And so I didn't know what the hell was going on when I started reading this. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of backtracking to figure it out. But, yeah, this is uh, very striking, from the mm-hmm. literally from the first page on. Right. Big hush. Yeah. Um, My big the, – the ship blowing up above, I want to say, not Central Park, but somebody's park. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and all of them, you know, trying to recover – that 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 scene right there always grabs my attention. Right. Yeah. Um. And I just talked about the issue, the cover for issue one thirty five, where she's crushing the X Men symbol in her hands, uh, just in her eyes. She's definitely got crazy eyes. Um. It's just an absolute unbelievable cover. Um. And just kind of leads into. This and as you can see, all the X Men have been defeated by the Dark Phoenix. Everybody's knocked out cold, especially Colossus, which we will get to hey. momentarily. 
as we go into this book. Um, what do you mean, especially Colossus? I mean, they, they had almost a touching little scene there before he, she put foot in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. He tried. Um, but, yeah, so the issue is called, excuse me, Dark Phoenix. And the pages witness the birth of a god. And as Big Hutch says, they um, the random ship that we could not name at the end of the issue last, the last podcast, I was like, this is this random ship showed up and we didn't know where it came from. Well, it is now destroyed and probably never to be seen again. And as she destroys that ship, everybody's falling to the ground. Colossus turns himself into a missile and throws himself to the ground, which is about all that he could really do. And everybody yeah, gets to the ground. He can, Go he can barely hit the ground with his good fighter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had to charge it. Um, uh, and they all get to the ground. Nightcrawler teleports down. Storm rescues Wolverine, which is kind of funny that she could carry Wolverine based yeah. on it. Maybe she used the winds and the spirits to be able to get him, uh, I guess. And then she goes down and gets speech first, so... Oh, well, mm, yeah. yeah. Might I use the wings to carry your heavy ass? Um, <laughs> yeah, he weighed, so, he weighed like about 400 pounds eight, or something. Yeah, I think because of all his metal, yeah. Yeah, I think he weighs more than that. Um, and she's not sure if Phoenix is going to actually save Cyclops, and she kind of hits her with a little tornado to push her back. And as they hit the ground, it's like, okay, we're all here. And then Phoenix just comes in and really just wipes them out in just really one fell swoop. And we do get the gold tree. Now, Colossus, <laughs> uh, Colossus, is, I know, Hutch, you love Colossus, man. He's just terrible in this. He's like, maybe if I can entangle her in some branches. <laughs> what kind of plan is that, by the way? That's the plan of an 18-year-old uh, dude. She just blew up yeah. the ship in the middle of the sky, and he thinks that he can <laughs> some shrubbery is going to take hey, out the phoenix. Hey, man. he went, he went Mysterio. It happened. Hey, come on. Yeah. Always with Mysterio, man. So, yeah, he, he shall <laughs> sit in there. She no telekinetically transformed me back and put my blue pants on. What? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. You brought that up last week. I never noticed it before. And as Wolverine tries to make the uh, the save, uh, the hot tag, the gold tree <laughs> clobbers them both. Now, again, Wolverine should be able to survive this easily because of his healing factor. Um, I'm not sure how Colossus doesn't die under the weight of a I don't know, 30-ton gold tree uh, in his human form, no less. But, but And why doesn't he just transform back? I never really thought about that. But yeah, he just kind of states that. Maybe he's like Nightcrawler because he can't concentrate to do anything. He can't access his powers. <laughs> we were on this last yeah. week, Hutch, about how like Nightcrawler, in these early books, man, he can't teleport in any stressful situation. He's always, I can't concentrate. They they always doing something where he can't concentrate. And his ability, if he can't teleport, then he's useless. Literally. That's his only power. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's literally useless. He's got a kind of a bad run here in the next few issues. I don't think he really accomplishes anything useful. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. might have been one of the reasons he was uh, replaced in the uh, in the cartoon as well, because mm-hmm. he just serves no purpose, uh, no real useful purpose. Um and so actually, Storm. Go ahead. 
He's a teleporter. I mean, yeah. and he and his tail he, he can use to fight with a sword. Right. Yeah, it's awful. Storm is the yeah. only one that gets some offense, um, and that doesn't last long. And then Phoenix wipes out Cyclops and, uh, and a Nightcrawler in one fell swoop. I mean, and that's it. They're all done, you know, basically in two pages. Um, and I think I was saying how these books kind of were weird to read to me then, and they're still a little bit now. It's like they made her so powerful. But then they kind of tried to not make her powerful where she was, you know, taking losses to, like, Proteus and Magneto yeah. and others. Mm-hmm. And then when she turns yeah. completely, then she's, like, just wiping out the whole team, Spider-Man, Secret War style. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it, just, it was kind of, like, weird in that sense. But, you know, maybe this is because of the term, because she's finally reached her, you know, full psionic abilities, blah, 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 because comics. And then she, you know comes in, drops the mic, and then shoots off to the stars, and then that's pretty much the it, you know. Um, that's pretty much it. And then there's this, th- and there's these, like, kind of two throwaway pages that come next about the aftermath of the Hellfire Club, where um, Senator Kelly is meeting with um, Sebastian Shaw, and there's a kind of a line here, maybe y'all can fix it for me, too, about, you know, hey, you know, what here happened tonight. There's a couple, there's a mutie line jumped in there. Senator Kelly is in full hate, hate, hate mode. And then, you know, the idea of Sentinels is being brought up is actually being brought up by Sebastian Shaw, a mutant. Does anybody remember that as sticking out to you back then, Hutch? A little bit, but he was making them. So, or his, his company was making them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they were. I, I, sorry, I think they were just trying to uh, show that he was, you know, basically just a true villain. So much so that he would build sentinels that are basically built, uh, made to extinctify his whole race. <laughs> you don't care. He's just trying to make money off it. Right. And, and I think he had something built in where he wouldn't get detected too. I think he had some type of contingency plan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember any of that those types of details. Brother Beavis, do you remember anything like that? Well, I just kind of looked something up real quick. I mean, I think the plan here was he we wanted to get behind the program so he would be able to control it. And I don't know mm-hmm. if this is connected to his, we want to collect these mutants so we can genetically engineer the perfect ones because the ones I got right. in my club right now are, are ass. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and well, yeah, they're uh, carting this fat fuck out right now. I can't get some yeah, bitches. Uh, uh, Larry Lee, wasn't that, was, wasn't that fat yeah. boy? Yeah, yeah, fat yeah. Boy. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah, and then with the other one is Tuna the self yeah, and the other one's a self-hating, hate mutants, and he's in the yeah. Hellfire Club, too. My, so, my yeah. mutants are a fat dude and a robot. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good. Uh, and then we get the full Phoenix effect as she takes off. Um, and we get you know some shouts out from some other comic books. Uh, and again, once again, as always, uh, if we replace the word mutant, um, with that <laughs> other word, uh, yeah, nobody's nobody's helping the X Men deal with this. You know, the Fantastic Four is like, wow, that was incredible. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to go back to the shower. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Uh, I mean, okay, whatever, man. You know, uh, Spider-Man makes an appearance. Uh, Doctor Strange makes an appearance. Even 
Silver Surfer makes an appearance. Like, wow, you know, and Silver Surfer. He, we had to do a podcast on Silver Surfer at some point in time. He may be the coolest looking but worst character of all time. Man. <laughs> yeah. He is awful. And he has some Colossus witch-like tendencies as well. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He, he's yeah. had more. He's had a lot of chances. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he flip-flopped a lot. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So, Phoenix, or Dark Phoenix, bids farewell to her home world and off into the stars. And we talked about this on one of the other podcasts that, you know, if this story is ever retold, and I have my doubts that it's going to get retold, um, is there a is there a, a, a you know a terrestrial version of this or there's a, you know or extraterrestrial that it can get to space or does it always have to be earthbound because a good portion of this story does take place in outer space and I'm not sure if we have to introduce the Shi'ar and I don't know if we have to introduce Eric the Red and I'm not sure if we have to introduce the Imkron Crystal but is there a version of this where you could take it off Earth? to give it a different spin, Hutch. I think I think that would be the best avenue for them to go now. They've tried this the terrestrial version, what, twice? One and yeah. a half times? One and a half. Yeah. Yeah, Brother Beavis. Yeah, you know, I think uh, here again they've they have the issue of they've raised the stakes to the destruction of the earth. And that's just not really a credible story. It's been pulled off in so many movies. And so I think, you know, maybe that is a way to go. And mm-hmm. I, the other thing is too, is you've got to establish like the, the reason she's not redeemable is not what she's done so far. I mean, she's about to start eating worlds galactic style. Yeah. And so, you know, what is it she can do on earth that makes her unrecoverable such yeah. that she has to be destroyed. So yeah, I don't think they can, I don't think it can do it credibly without going cosmic. Yeah, Sammy. I mean. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, the cosmic thing. It's like uh, uh, spoilers. Um, she eats, yeah, uh, a planet or a sadar that destroys planets, and it was that you know that crime that gave it such a huge scope, and uh, why it was such a you know a big deal that they even actually just uh, decided that they had to kill her because. In the end, because they were going to bring her back, as we discussed before originally, and uh, you know that was just a, such a big um, uh, crime that she uh, committed. That yeah, it's I don't see how you could have an uh, Earth-based uh, version of that, and I don't know how like in, in a movie or something like that. Fox, I don't. I hope they don't try it because I'm sure they'll screw it up. But I don't know what they would do. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take it, yeah. taking them into space. Get, give me some more uh, cosmic view. I think mm-hmm. that would help. That'd be something different. And I mean, I, I think we've seen enough of them on Earth. Well, and, and I think you know, and that's kind of a side brother topic too, is that uh, maybe uh, Fox needs some sort of like curveball for the X-Men because it seemed that had maybe run its course a little bit. And yeah, (laughs) they might need need a little bit of help. Um, I'm not sure how far they could go in that. 
And you're funny, Sandman. Uh, you spoiler and yeah. alert uh, for a comic book that's uh, 36 years old, man. I, yeah, man, read it yeah. I, I know. I, I, I kind of did it. You, didn't, you couldn't see my face, but my eyes were rolling when I said it. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yeah. They ain't read it by now. Uh, they're never going to yeah, read it. Yeah, that, that's their fault. Yeah. Right. So she takes off and hits out into space, and, uh, and she's hungry, basically. Hungry, uh, and you know, because I guess the battle with the X Men took more out of her than she had anticipated, so she had to go. It took three panels. I mean, (laughs) 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 that gold tree did put in more work. (laughs) Well, maybe that's what took it out of her. Uh, you know, I I don't know. Oh, but yeah, because if, if making gold trees didn't drain her energy, then she could just collapse the economy. And I think that would be a great movie. She just littered the earth with gold trees and friends. Yeah. yeah. I, wonder, I wonder who got that gold tree afterwards. I know. That could change the yeah, no joke. Somebody. The more lines is everything. On that and it's like, what? More like bitch. We got a gold tree. Yeah. <laughs> ain't living in these tunnels no more Charles. My money's on Wolverine. <laughs> Often he got that bar and Matapur or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's what he did. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so on that note. Yeah, exactly. Well, but we could also, and I skipped over this fact that Beast um, didn't... Uh, like Beast shows up before, before she when she takes off into space. Beast shows up late. Uh, once again, one of the colored characters <laughs> showing up late for the job. Left his one job to go to the other job, and he was late getting to that job. Um, and so once he does get there, he has in full rescue mode to try to rescue everyone, and he does get a chance to lift the tree off of the uh off of the other people. Um. I mentioned this on the last. But I hate Beast Hutch. Like I can't stand him as a character. You weren't here, but what's your thoughts on the Beast? Me on the Beast? Yeah. He's a. I mean, he's one of those characters. Uh, he's yeah, he's in Silver Surfer territory too. Well, yeah, but he's not like a. Mm. He's not like a, like a witch like Silver Surfer is. But he's awful, though. I mean, he's he's so so whatever, wishy-washy, pathetic, eh, Mm -hmm. whatever he is, that he can go from team to team and basically bring them down. Right, yeah. I I just never, I just don't like the character. I was saying, like, I like Dark Beast a lot more than regular Beast. Like, it was a much more interesting character when they turned him evil. And, um, like, I can roll with that. I can't not roll with that other Beast. Or just a regular beast anymore. Oh, okay. So anyway, yeah. So she makes it into space. Uh, she eats a star, and of course, you know, of the one planet that is inhabited of the people that, of course, they wouldn't be like regular, normal-looking folks. They had to be some tree-looking people or whatever you would call them. Um, whatever, man. And um, so she kills them, and then she encounters this Shi'ar. Uh, warship, warship. Um, that's uh, you know, that sees that and then has the the audacity essentially to confront her. Um, and this is a scene that bothered me too. Like from when I read it as a kid, is that um, 
Like, I just didn't understand, like, why she was so evil now. Like, it just didn't really make it because it happened so quickly. Like, I went yeah, from, like, I yeah, I need to do this, you know, to having these new emotions and, and whatever. You know what? I'm just going to start killing people. And I'm going to eat a star just because, you know, I could, you know, and that's what we're going to do now. It just didn't really, I don't know, does that make any sense? You said something, Brother Beaver? No, I just, I I think the, uh, you know, they try and, they try and uh, portray the planet as an accident. And I think it's a great sequence of panels where they show, like, sort of the, the magnitude of the event, but yet how quickly and, you know, just how, like, sort of how abruptly just this snuffed out. You get a real idea of her power. And then, you know, but I think it's definitely much more of a reaction to the ship. That seemed, that's much more overt. I mean, I think there's a point where she could say, oh, I didn't know. I just wanted to eat a son. I didn't know there was five <laughs> people next to it. I was trying to right. get my son on. But then, yeah, she attacks the ship. So, yeah, I mean, and, and she's not like, She's having still kind of pretty rational discussion and thought boxes. So it's not like she's in her head out of control. I mean, she's right. She knows what she's doing at this point. Yeah, and you would think that with her powers at the time that she would kind of know. You know what? There's probably some inhabited people on this sun that I'm about to eat. Nah. Okay, I'm good. You know, and it just it just it seemed like such a, a quick turn. Um, and so she does that. The Shi'ar make their confrontation. That doesn't work out very well. Um, and but before they bite it, they call Lelandra to let her know that hey, um, you know we're getting attacked. Camp for Christmas. Uh, yeah, camp for Christmas. <laughs> camp for Christmas. And, and not only that, um, it's such a weird line too because now you get the question like, what's going on with the CR dudes like out on these ships for so many months? You know what I mean? Like, hey, hold my hand before we get killed. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So now with the yeah. first mix. <laughs> what what goes on a deep space expedition stays on a deep space. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mind you, uh, and we'll reference the uh, the X Men animated series. Uh, probably multiple times before we finish this podcast. One of the best things uh, that came out of that is that I was able to now pronounce some of the stuff that I couldn't <laughs> pronounce before when I was reading the book. Like, uh, Shara in Key 3, I was like, I was reading that as Shara and Kaiserai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't no chance of getting that right. I was like, uh, I don't know what words these are, and we'll get to L and N Hell are here coming soon enough. But um yeah, so they they bite it and uh kinda on the other end of that is that now Moria Mora and Charles have realized that um Phoenix, you know, we need to talk about Jean is past, we need to talk about her. Like she's gone plain loco and, you know, we need to figure out what we're going to do about it. And so Charles who had been placed in junior varsity out with the other JV X-Men of Angel out in Arizona. Um, he's going to get a chance to get back to New York to see what's going on. Although, well, I'll come back to that in a second. But anyway. Check out so, Banshee's face in that panel when she's talking to her ex-boyfriend. Oh, hold on a second. Let me maybe skip it. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, 
I didn't get this plate full of cookies for you to be in here talking to your dirty boyfriend, bitch. <laughs> He's not happy. He does not look happy. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I guess because they're British, man. Like, what's up with what's up with the tea, man? Now you just found out that the psionic being that could like eat the whole planet and the world, and you giving me tea and crumpets. Where's the henny? Well, I, I'm gonna need something stronger than this. Hello. I think you might have insulted them. Uh, I don't think they're British. I think they're Scottish. I think that's man. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, yeah. side brother topic on here. I I'm fairly certain that there's a Chris Rock skit about black people not divvying up like white people in the all of those categories. Yeah, the Irish are all right, but you know, we're not down with the the, the Scottish. Yeah, yeah, man. Y'all are all white. <laughs> so Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, so she does that. The X Men are now plotting something, and um, uh, and this is lifted oh, straight from the X Men animated series. They're Irish, not Scottish. See, there you go, man. There you go. So, mm-hmm. um, um, so they're on the they're back at the mansion, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Scott is um in complete turmoil. But he also has the the psionic or psychic rapport still with Jean Grey, and he can still feel whatever she's doing, and he kind of knows what's going on. And then they lifted this panel straight from the X-Men animated series, lifted this about her, you know, I can sense it in her, you know, our psionic rapport. She's on her back, and she's hungry. And then that ends issue 135. Check out the Wonder Twins sitting on the counter. Uh, Yeah. 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 the blue, that's the color blue boys. Well, that's the color table. <laughs> Storm the mammy is over in one side, and then the colored people are on the other table. So it is what it is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that ended that issue, and then we go to issue 136, Child of Light and Darkness. Can you remember anything about this issue, Hutch? Uh, only that it's probably the, one of the top – I mean, that cover – I mean, yeah. everything about it is awesome. Yeah. The cover is awesome. Uh, the cover Cyclops is awesome. Yeah. Colossus' face is a gape. Of, <gasps> and then Wolverine's got the... <laughs> Wolverine's got the Home Alone <laughs> thing on his... With the hand over the face. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody is troubled and in turmoil here. Uh, but yeah, the cover is great. Again, the, the, again, whatever we're going to find out about uh, John Byrne after we have this podcast, the the run that they're having is just amazing. It's amazing. And this is 1980, by the way. Or no, I don't even think it's 1980. Maybe 78, 79. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, there's going to be a reference to President yeah. Carter here at the end of one of these issues. So it's before yeah. Reagan became president. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just in... It's an amazing run. And so it opens with, again, the child of light and darkness. Um, Phoenix on her way back to Earth. And then we have, um, I guess, the Empress Lalandra and her, um, I guess, the royal royal party. Yeah, Yeah, trying to decide, you know, what's going on. Oh, by the way, I kind of hate Lalandra, too. Anybody feel this way? Yeah. I don't love her. I mean, 
she has to be the way she is. Uh, I mean, otherwise, uh, I mean, she has to be the bad person. For one, I mean, and really, she's not the bad person. She just, you know, she's the she's doing what her what her crown tells her to do. Yeah, there's that, but I just don't like the character. I just never did. And she's worse mm-hmm. yet when we get to the brood stuff. When her sister, what's her sister's crazy sister's name? Deathbird. Deathbird. Yeah, she's worse then. Like I, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't like the. I don't like the Shiar as a rule. Yeah, they're always casting the role of villains. It seems like they're never like doing anything good <laughs> in any story. There's always they're always fucking up something. They're, 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 they're above puny humans, man. <laughs> <laughs> they got that Galactus syndrome. Yeah. They're, 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 they're them far off from the sun. Yeah, from their sun. Pooey on them. She wasn't above trying. <laughs> she wasn't above trying to get some of that wheelchair Dito, was she? <laughs> yeah. right. was, she wasn't she above none of that. Money. Huh? It's all about the brain, yo. Man, shoot. Uh, Maybe. We don't even know if he's wiggling down there. (laughs) (laughs) He was giving him brain, maybe. But that's about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it it just kind of runs through... Uh, with this imp- with whatever council that they have, and then they go over like, hey, you know, she was cool when she saved us, you know, with the Amazon Crystal and your crazy brother, but now, you know, it's out of control. We're going to need to kill her. And then we shift to the uh, White House and uh, tag teaming between the Avengers Mansion, and we see that President Carter uh, in full, you know, uh, Georgia hey, accent. Hey. Well, the Georgia, how they even wrote it, Mr. Jarvis, I understand. Like, man, he's the president. Yeah, it's so terrible, man. That's awful. Terrible. Uh, this is awful. Um, so, yes. And so, you had to be there. Well, but again, this is, this is a plot hole, too. Okay, so, okay, the president's got the backbone for the Avengers. Makes sense. You know, I need y'all to scramble the team or whatever. Let's get them together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody's there to take the call because Beast went to go pick up gold trees. <laughs> <laughs> Why in the world? Jarvis ain't got nobody's cell phone. He ain't got an emergency contact. He can't ring up the Avengers to be able to say, handle this. Like, no. They all got, like, well, don't they have their cards? Like, that's they they should have the cards. Right? Yeah, he, there's not a button that you could push to make sure all the Avengers get it, even if they're on, you know, Asgard. I mean, he's really the only one that would be off Earth. The rest, I mean, there's no story that's going on. Like, if they was in space, they would have seen the Phoenix thing anyway. Like, well, the Avengers aren't here. Can I call the Fantastic Four for you, Mr. President? You know, maybe they can help <laughs> out. You know, West Coast Avengers yeah. might be available. You know, Texas maybe. Avengers. The Ohio Avengers is definitely probably available, you know, <laughs> with Charlie Hustle and uh, Captain Buckeye. Uh, oh, Lazarus, Lord. Right, come back right. from the dead. Get, yeah, getting, the, back, getting down to force factor levels here. Oh, boy. Exactly. So, hey, I'm just hey, hey. <laughs> like, should we call the X-Men? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no we don't call the X-Men. They probably don't even have minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know them mutants is broke as hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so 
anyway, so they shift back to the mansion. Hank is uh, diddling with uh, some sort of device to try. It's a, the new Johnny Mnemonic scrambler that when he she comes back to Earth, he's going to want to put that on her head to you know see if she cannot use her powers. And then we get um, in one of Sandman's best lines where Cyclops has to uh, <laughs> uh, put in Ruby Quartz uh, sunglasses go, on. Go. He has to remind us every single time. And has he has to does explain it. El- the whole thing again every time. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like just a sex storm. I got to give that speech I always give whenever I take my <laughs> You can almost see Storm rolling her eyes like, oh, I'm muting again. <laughs> we know, we know, you we know. Oh my God! I stop the same speech, and then we shift <laughs> to the danger room where we get this scene where you know, and I, and Colossus calls it out too. Basically, man, we're not the brains of the operation. Why don't you go break something? <laughs> 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 Just dumbass. <laughs> Just go break something. Just get out of here. All y'all doing is making the room dumber. Let's go do something else. <laughs> Damn. I'm like, okay, Tavares. So they go and they break. The, what? what? What are we saying is not true? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so they stick them in there to go break something, and, you know, they're having all their thoughts. And, my, and Colossus is still in his feelings about everything, essentially. <laughs> but in my heart, I am seething. My patience is almost gone. This waiting is driving me mad. You know, and he's just so worried about, you know, what they're going to do with Gene. Um, But we all know how that's going to work out for Colossus. (laughs) At all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Now, remember in the Marvel superheroes, every time you take an ass whooping, you got minus karma? Yes. I mean, they should all be rolling on, they should be taking loans from the karma bank because they should all be zeros or negatives easy. Yeah. Well, and you say that, and the book has a kind of a, I mean, if we, you know, kind of take it out of these issues and you kind of spin it and roll it forward before or backwards and forward, is that they have, the X-Men have the worst freaking luck, man. I mean, it's Charlie Brown mutant power luck. Because nothing ever really is going well for them. It's always in crisis. It's always in crisis. Either them or or Spider-Man. I'm not sure who. Probably the X-Men still have it. The X-Men got... Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's bad all the time. Spider-Man got the worst love, Joe. Well, yeah. I mean, it's both bad. Well, that's Peter Parker anyway. Yeah. I mean... They're both bad. Yeah. Old boy was a uh, book smart genius, and he's working as a damn photographer, man. Mm-hmm. For 40 <laughs> years or whatever long it's been. Parents day, I mean, whatever they just damn. Yeah, Everybody like a people bitch. Were dying, yeah. and these damn professors were super villains. Right. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, he did have a white uncle that was actually killed, so yeah, <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> Didn't happen very often in council. Just saying. But, um, yeah, I mean, they just have bad luck, just continually bad luck. And I I don't know. And this story is really kind of the cherry on the top of that crap Sunday, too. Um, so Jean Grey goes back home. Uh, 
and she, you know, she meets her parents, or well, not meets them, but kind of confronts them. them. Yeah, checks in on them, but she's an emotional mess, like, because she's slipping in between Dark Phoenix and Jean Grey. She doesn't know, you know, is having a hard time keeping the power in check, and she can't not read their minds. And so she sees that, you know, her mom is worried about her, her sister thinks her kids are going to be mutants, and, you know, everything. Reading all the mommy. Yeah, well, and she's having all these conflicting emotions about trying to keep the Phoenix in check and, you know, trying to, you know, still be Jean Grey and, um, you know, essentially not turn on these people and kill them. That doesn't work out very well. Uh, and then she finally turns. Go ahead. I just had this revelation, and maybe we I couldn't understand it when I was uh, under the age of 13, I guess, but maybe, I mean, is this like a joke on women with, with the three initials? The Think so. What makes you bring that to that con- that conclusion? I'm just. I mean, she can't control her emotions. I mean, she's all over the place. Hey, just stop. I mean, I mean, this, you this is going to be recorded and available on the internet. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I never I never drew that conclusion from this. Uh, I just thought that she was like maybe bipolar, basically. She wasn't able to control yeah. any of her emotions in that sense. Um, and then when she does finally lose it, she's um, hungry. Yeah, she's hungry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, for, not for chocolate. So um, she's hungry <laughs> for emotions, man. She's hungry for emotions, and. Uh, she finally turns, and she turns like the thing. And this is almost lifted completely for X-Men, the animated series, too. Turns a plant into crystal. You know, he drops a good grief, which is kind of funny. Like Charlie Brown. Um, and, you know, she he renounces his own daughter. Like, I rebuke you. No, I deny you. Sorry. Like, I cast you out, you demon. And uh, that didn't go well. Uh, but then she also notices that the weather outside is turning frightful. And uh, the fire is so delightful. So she heads outside <laughs> and she gets jumped by <laughs> Nightcrawler with the Johnny Mnemonic device. And now she can't concentrate, so I guess she can't teleport either. And, um, you know, the battle begins to ensue. And then, again, Colossus, God bless him, <laughs> takes, an, takes, another, takes another L from somebody who has no powers at the moment. Uh, I think but she, she literally did. did put foot in ass. Yes, she did. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> she does. <laughs> if you look at the picture, she's almost riding like a surfboard. <laughs> Boy. That's terrible, man. Yeah. This is awful. I'm sorry, man. I know you love him, mm-hmm. but he's just, he's, he's so pointless or useless in these early comic books. Yeah. Um, yeah, so boom, she's gone. He tried again. Uh, Storm once again gets significant offense against Phoenix. She doesn't hurt her, but she at least you know gets offense. But then she catches yeah. one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets the. Yeah, she gets the uh, when she gets punched. And then finally, Beast comes in and swoops in and tries to hold her down before his device flips out. And then 
uh, Wolverine attacks her. He has the chance to kill her with his adamantium claws, but he can't do it because she was genie at one point. Uh, again, lifted straight from the animated series, or the animated series lifts this straight as well, um, and then plays itself out in X3 where he does actually kill her. Or uh, where Wolverine actually kills her because he's the star of these movies and that's what Wolverine does. Um, at any point in time, did y'all think that Wolverine was going to kill her in this book? No. Like when I was reading this originally, I was like, hey, you know, maybe Wolverine would. You know, they kind of set him up where he could be this person, even though the 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 relationship between Jean Grey and Wolverine at this point is not nearly as what they made what they make it out to be a little bit later, right? Right. There was no chance he was going to do it. But why not though? Wouldn't it have made sense? In a, I mean, I know they set up all this stuff for the Shi'ar and Key Three and all that, but wouldn't it have made you know kind of some earthbound sense that he at least maims her, you know, to to kind of keep the Savage Wolverine part there. Yeah, for some you knew it about well, from the comic book about at least six or seven more pages. They're like, eh. They go on and on with uh, just about every one of these books that go on and on about how everybody loves her and how awesome she is and stuff like that. So I think it's just another indicator of that. Right. And plus, he's just got his big push uh, against the Hellfire Club, so he's you know he's not going to get another win here. Okay. Yeah, I guess. But it's not his story too. This, unlike X Men Three: The Last Stand. This is not his story. This is a story of Cyclops and Jean. And so right. that's why yeah. he's not here. There's love gone bad. TMS. <laughs> <laughs> he's I'm awful. Scary. Yeah, he'll, keep, he'll just keep going. <laughs> Hashtag just stop. All right. Um, so, yeah, I'll try. Hashtag I tried. Yeah, hashtag I tried. Uh, yeah, so it didn't work. She breaks the device. She gathers them all up. That scene where she puts them all like and makes them like kind of like little toys all standing up there. Yeah, freaked me out a little bit too. Almost by height too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she has them there. Cyclops is noticeably missing. Um, and then when he finally shows up, you know, it's like, did you come to fight? I hope so. And he's like, no, I didn't come to fight you. You know, if you wanted to kill me, you could have killed me. You know, why are the X-Men still alive? You know, and then there's like a, a, you know, it's really kind of a Jesus corollary here um, where, you know, you were created out of love and by love. And, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. You know, that's why you're here. And she's like, yeah, well, no. And then you know, she finally kind of breaks into Jean Grey and it's like, you know, the hunger, man. I got that hunger. You got any more of that? You got any more of them emotions? Crafting. Yeah, you got you got any more of them emotions? Um, and then she finally um, uh, comes through. Of course, Professor Gravy is a dick. And he shoots, you know, he, yeah, he cockbucks. Knocks her out. Um, you know, it's like, it's like Cyclops, you know, I was just, she was fine, man. And he's like, no, I have to do now back away. And then boom, she comes out of that really quick. 
blast the professor and then they have this large battle across the astral and psychic planes and teacher versus student and, you know, all those freaking platitudes or whatever. And, of course, the professor wins. And you kind of think about it. How often did you ever see the Professor X get a get a W? It's rare. In the early yeah. days, like in the single digit books, he used to just step in and finish everything. He'd let right. them go fight and be like, "All right, that's enough." They'd step in and wipe their minds. We, we wipe their mind real quick, and we'll see him about the right. one issue. Right. <laughs> well, my, but, I think there's a, there's a the you know nothing. The, Regardless how this fight ends, it doesn't really change the course of the story because the Shi'ar are already on their way. But it's an interesting point here is like, could Cyclops have ended this a different way? Would that have right. ultimately made a different story? Right. Would love have won out? Right. Um, yeah. Right. And yeah, we and again we don't get to find that out, or maybe we do in a weird kind of sense. But yeah, she gets to win. Everybody comes uh, for whatever reason, winning a battle on the psychic plane. Uh, takes your clothes off. Naked. I was just about yeah, to mention that. Yeah, makes you naked, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically, me and well, Kyle. Well, like, to be fair, but to be fair, she manifested a particular uniform for the Dark Phoenix that was different from her Phoenix outfit, and so it's not and unreasonable it that, that now with that power is made from a Phoenix fiber or something. Man, I should have been. All I know is I should have been trying to get chicks on the astral plane, apparently, because your clothes yeah. fall off. <laughs> to quote a Can we just stop by the astral plane real quick? <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, we going on that astral plane. And to quote Dave Chappelle, apparently, if you get put in a sleeper hold, when you wake up, your butt hole really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, uh, that's one for my PMS. <laughs> Come on, oh jeez! Yeah, so she wakes up. She's naked. Her dad is blushing. And I've seen your daughter in that costume, sir. I would understand why you're blushing. Um, and then Wolver, uh, Angel came from. I don't know. Hey, I'm here too. I'm useless anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so useless. Like, shit, man, you know how much parking is in Central Park? Crazy man. <laughs> I couldn't find a place to put my jet. I'm a billionaire, but I ain't crazy with my money. Um, <laughs> how do you think I got to be a billionaire? It's not, exactly it's not my yeah, no that bitch. <laughs> you think I just parked my car on the street? So, um, yeah, so uh, Professor or Gene's dad is all upset. Like, hey, Xavier, y'all need to talk to you about, like, yeah, we'll have a, can I get some tea? And then Zap, they're gone. <laughs> and then everybody wants tea. And that's it. And then now we get to the fate of the Phoenix. Now we're gonna, before we get into this, we'll side like okay again as I got on the salmon before. Like she gonna die. Okay, we're gonna get that out of the way. Um, she's gonna die. But yeah, she's gonna die. That might be a better yeah. way of putting it. Right. But there's yeah. also again we've all read that you know that other issue that they that they made. And it was a significant time, not a too significant, but where they, they didn't kill her, you know, where they gave you the splash page where she opened up, uh, where she was, I think the, the cover of the next issue was, you know, she was like had her hand in like a pond or whatever at the, at the school, you know, where they didn't yeah. kill her. They just depowered her and, you know, that was it. And now kind of looking She's back, a human. Yeah. yeah, 35 years later, even though they brought Phoenix back a gazillion times and so many different forms and so many different people, 
you know, you kind of almost look back and it's like, well, I think it almost would have been better had the Phoenix literally died in issue 137 and they just never brought it back. Because each time it's been brought back, it's been a completely watered-down version or a it, like almost a clone saga version of doing the Phoenix over again. And, it, it you know, and its significance is gone. Or does anybody agree or disagree with that? It's, it's just like these remakes of all these movies. I mean, it's just, you just I mean, yeah. you take a classic and you, uh, and then you made Friday 13th Part 7. And it's, I mean, awful. It gets worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brother Beavis. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when they, they brought her back for X-Factor and they kept her at sort of Marvel Girl levels, it was fine for a while. Mm-hmm. I think the Inferno stuff was, you know, a little bit different. But, you know, certainly the I think there's a break point, like, after Cyclops, quote-unquote, dies during the, the 12 and Apocalypse and all that, she's sort of, she starts to just sort of randomly manifest the Phoenix. And it's sort of, it's, it's kind of weird, and you're right. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's like we've already seen this, and she right. you know, ultimately does end up dying. Yeah, I would agree. It's you know, it was one thing to say they were two different people. That's the part. That's the problem I have is like they're saying these are two different entities and they're separate. So now we can have Jean Grey back, but then they just like, but she's still the Phoenix. It's like, well, right. wait a minute, how does that work? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy. Yeah, they. You always knew that one way, once in some shape or another, they were going to try to bring her Jean Grey back. It's just they they toyed with it forever and ever, and they finally brought her back in X Factor, and then they had to invent that excuse for her to not be the Phoenix, so you know she wouldn't be guilty of you know killing all those people, you know the Shi'ar. Um, so, and it got so bad with all the uh, Phoenix and Jean Grey nonsense that they even spooked it in one of the x-factor uh episodes i remember um one of the issues something about a gene bomb <laughs> right. basically it was, yeah it was, i won't even go in and try to explain it but it was just <laughs> it, it got ridiculous that's how bad it was so well i, I mean think and, think of, and think about it then they brought in their was it rachel whatever who's going oh, to be yeah. introduced here shortly yeah, yeah rachel Summers. Rachel Summers, who had, first off, the worst haircut ever committed in the comic Yeah, for like 20 years, yeah. Yeah, she's like, you can't, bitch, you can't grow no hair? What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, and then second, um, her costume, when she manifested it, she looked like, it was like a prison outfit with a big old, like a... Spikes. Yeah, yeah it was just awful, man. She was awful. Yeah. And then now, I mean, you spin it forward to the modern version of it, you know, where the, the Phoenix egg split into all these people. It's, oh, my God. It's just awful. Phoenix 5 and all that nonsense. It's it's awful. Awful. Yeah. yeah it's, I missed it's that awful. on that list. Yeah, you, good for you. I, I, just think it's, <laughs> I, think, I think the better story was if it had just stayed dead. Like, mm-hmm. don't kill Jean oh, yeah. Grey. You, you, you brought the Phoenix in. You manifested all these crazy powers and just let it be. And they just keep bringing it back, you know. It's, it's right, know, or just you know, let Marvel Girl be Marvel Girl. Bring in Rachel from the future. Let her, you know, she calls and styles herself Phoenix, but leave the Phoenix entity dead. Yeah, 
I mean, right. yeah, I mean, and again, I mean, I love the, I love the Phoenix effect. I love the character, like the design or whatever, as Jean Grey. But in 137, we could have ended that and saved countless numbers of reincarnations and none of them any anywhere near. This was the gate when they started, when everybody said, you know what, we can knock off characters and then bring them back later. True. Yes. Mm, yeah. But, this, but think about this. This, this, was, but this was 19... This is where it started. I mean, when, it, when we knocked off Captain Marvel or Marvel or whatever they want to call him. Yeah, you know. They didn't bring him back. They didn't bring him back. They didn't bring him back. Right. But in their defense, they kept, I mean, they kept Jean Grey dead for a significant period of time. I mean, this was 1939, 1980. I mean, they kept her dead yeah. for a good, jo- a good joint. And X Factor was like nineteen ninety. No, no, it was, it was it was ten years. Yeah, X Factor was in nineteen ninety or something like that. Well, they brought, I mean, the they brought back Gene Gray in that Fantastic Four book. Yeah, but that's when Byrne was doing that book. That was in the later eighties, or I would imagine, right? It was I around two hundred when they so, when they brought her back. So it was, right. this is thirty six. So it was like uh, five years, six years. Six years, so I mean okay. that's yeah. decent. For comics, that's, that's, that's not decent. terrible. That's not terrible. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So yeah, we'll get into this, and I know this Marvel comic could be worth up to two hundred and fifty to twenty five hundred dollars to you on the cover. So uh, again, <laughs> yeah, if you want to get upset, check a CGI grade for this book on a level ten uh, or mm. nine. If you if you had it graded, just uh, be sadly. Super upset, and that you could have paid seventy five cent for it back in the day, but Phoenix must die, and then we get the Watcher. I hate the Watcher too, by the way. This is me hating. Who like do every... you like? I do. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's got some big hot socks on there too. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you clearly didn't listen to last week's podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> That was yeah. agenda item number one. Run down big hats for his Yeah. There are some general <laughs> themes to the Thursday night comic book chat. Uh, one is breaking up Mysterio for me. Two, uh, Sandman watching DC movies more than once. Um, and Hayden Kang. <laughs> and Hayden Kang. Uh, so there are some themes that you'll fine going through um but the watcher gives this long freaking hey we, you, we made a, a lot of issue. there's a lot of like skipping this book it's hard yeah. to read this whole book yeah there's there, a lot of reading bro entire panels full of dialogue yes yeah uh the fate of the phoenix is the issue they're on to the shiar mothership um and basically uh charles remembers from his time there when he was tapping lalandra about what's going on, and he had a lot of time on his hands because apparently he read the entire uh, Shi'ar like history of <laughs> databases or whatever because he was running an empire, and he was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna just read what happened in the whatever back in the Shi'ar history books." And she tells him, "Like, yeah, you're my lover and all, and you know, and you can't walk and all that, whatever, whatever, man. And I, I still gotta kill. <laughs> I still gotta kill." She went clear uh, with the second on him. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And she also went, you know, 
Right. It's just, it's, you know, it's awful. It's like, I'm sorry I got to do this, but I still got to do it. You know, sorry. And he drops that, you know, uh, Ellen and Hal Halar, that, you know, the battle oh, challenge. Yeah, the trial by combat that she's going to do. And in her mind, Lelandra's like, all right, you had the books, motherfucker. I told your ass to stop. <laughs> stay out of them books. He's like, and, time to get the uh, mountain. You ain't giving up none of that she all pussy. I'm going to just read these books. So, um, <laughs> um, so uh, he, he decides to... Um, uh, he makes the challenge, and then everybody goes to their separate ways to train for battle. Although Lelandra has to talk to you know other people of the Empire, she has to go to the Kree and the Scroll. And again, these are panels that are right into the X Men the animated series. They did such a good job of kind of bringing this to life, and you know just stealing. replacing, well, stealing it, but replacing Rogue, you know, a Nightcrawler with Rogue and and Colossus right. with with Rogue, and and you know just putting putting at least a decent version of this out there that, you know, like, you know what, this is the, if I wanted to see an animated version of the Dark Phoenix saga and not throw up, this would be the version that I could watch and, you know, and at least feel pretty decent about it. Um, So, yeah, so that's that. Uh, Beast gets all philosophical on, you know, this idea of having, you know, no trial, uh, where's the system of justice or whatnot, but it doesn't go very well. And then, Whatever. So they get ready for the battle. Once again, she's uh, guilty. She is guilty. It's not like she didn't do it. Like, what you need a trial for? Mm-hmm. Mm, it's not yeah. like you didn't do it. I mean, we know you right. did it. I mean, it's all yeah. yeah. You got to plead insanity, I guess, but mm, right. not like you didn't do it. Um, uh, one minute, one minute, there's a planet there, is a star system, next thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, and then going with Brother Beavis' thing, there's thought boxes galore because everybody's got a thought about this. And but it's communicated in, hey, this is a double size issue, so we got to give you some extra pages of thoughts. Uh, I feel like some filler. Yeah, Nightcrawler has to go. Oh well, about my time in the Holocaust. Ooh, it's just too much. Um, so there's that. And then Angel's like, man, I haven't been a hero in a while. I was like, well, when you were a hero for a while, you still suck. You suck. <laughs> you suck. Like, I mean, you weren't, again, once again, you weren't in here last week, Hodge. What's your thoughts on Angel? Angel <laughs> is a pretty boy with wings who gets beat up a lot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We we, we tried to, to fathom up his Marvel card. Um that oh, I'm pretty sure he was like typical, probably at the most, what was he probably good fighting? Poor or good He might have stuck in excellent fighting. Wait, wait, no wait, way. No. Excellent? No. No. I think Cyclops had excellent fighting. Yeah, Cyclops got excellent. No, he ain't got no excellent. He got He had good fighting. Yeah, typical <laughs> strength. Remar- remarkable flying. <laughs> <laughs> he had good fighting. Had... Yeah, he probably had remarkable, he had incredible agility. Yeah, he probably had remarkable, yeah, I mean, incredible he like, agility. He might have incredible agility. Yeah, but he's um, But, I mean, he's worthless. Yeah, he's worthless. Yeah. Um, we get to see Wolverine's hairy ass. 
as he thinks about the fight. Yeah. You can see that, and, you know, he thinks about Jean, and he's going to be on her side. And then, um, once again, the colored character in the bathtub. I'm just saying, you might be recognizing <laughs> the theme here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not going to go anywhere further than this than I have in the past, but I'm saying that whatever. And uh, Colossus. Does anybody know what Iceman was doing during this? They've got all the other... I'm afraid to ask that question. But. Yeah. Mm. But he was no. yeah, he's a free agent. They, they could have, yeah. yeah. He wasn't really on any team. Scrubbed team. Either Angel or Beast weren't on, so... My, was he also they were all defenders the the defenders on Studio 54 perhaps <laughs> <laughs> maybe that new version of the Iceman um, hey hey yeah. Um, yeah I just think that um he I, I mean, yeah I thought he was a champion or a defender at this time he was a definitely a champion I think yeah, I think they were in that 79-ish, yeah. What? All right, so I've got Angel's card up. You guys oh, will no. not be, you, you will not agree with this. Excellent uh, fighting, excellent. remarkable agility, good, damn, remarkable good. endurance. Ah, that's terrible. Mm, nah. is, that the, is that the original or the newfangled? That's the original. That's going to be the new one. That's the original? That's the original Angel, 90 health. What? The, yeah. the health sounds right, but yeah, that's that that a little too good. Man. Excellent fight. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, oh, that's, I that's, 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 And he, oh, he ain't no excellent fighting. <laughs> <laughs> excellent is like what? A, a, a Olympic athlete? Right, exactly. Like right. He was, right, he was, uh, yeah, Olympic, right, uh, yeah, athlete. And as we're going to see yeah. in this, Cole he can't fight his way out of a paper bag. Colossus is only good, right? Oh, yeah. So Cyclops is excellent fighting, excellent agility, typical strength, and remarkable endurance. Mm. Mm. That's terrible, man. That fighter with incredible agility. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway. Okay. All right. So yeah, Colossus uh, is the first to wake up. You know, he's you know. Wow, it's dawn already. Have I slept through the night? Like seriously, Colossus. But yes, they, he he gives his thought box on this too. And How do you tell it's nighttime? Uh, the what? In good question. <laughs> Didn't think about that. Um, yeah, uh, Storm wakes up. Uh, Storm sleeps naked, y'all. Just making it always point. Uh, that, so. <laughs> Just saying that Storm sleeps naked. Uh, and I'm not hating. Nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with She's that. a goddess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't make sense if she was sleeping. You know, wear a lot of clothes in Africa from what they wear yeah. themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think that was the reason her and T'Challa didn't work out. I'm just saying. You know, it probably wasn't the reason that he, you know, kicked her to the curb. Or vice versa. Um, and so everybody goes through it and Cyclops always in his thoughts and feelings anyway. Uh, but Jean can still read his mind. She comes out in her Marvel Girl outfit. They give it a big old kiss. We know what's going to happen. And then, He's like, um, did you know if I take off my goggles, I won't, I can't control? <laughs> <my> <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> nigga, I know. Yeah, nigga, I know. 
God damn it. If you tell me that story one more time, um, <laughs> I'm going to rip your eyes out. You, want to <laughs> you know what? The reason I stopped you from freaking, uh, uh, I stopped your powers at one time, so you stopped telling that damn story. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, anyway, they go to the blue side of the moon. Uh, and Cyclops does go to this thing where he thanks everyone. Like, y'all didn't have to do this, you know, this fight to the death thing. You know, thank you for doing it. And it's kind of funny that one of them would have been like, you know what? I ain't trying to die for Jean Grey, man. <laughs> that would have been great. You know yeah. Yeah. Well, like if Gambit was there. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got to think about this. Yeah, no thanks, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so anyway, so they go to Earth or to, to the blue side of the moon. Um, the Imperial Guard gets dispatched from there. And then, of course, get some angel bashing. Oh, wait, well, we're getting coming out here. Yeah, okay, no, I'm well, getting to it. Yeah. Well, let's shoot up. Oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> He's already out. Shout out to Jason Queen. When I was doing this again, I was like, what is. I don't even remember Angel being in the story after this. What does he do? And I flipped a few pages. And oh, yeah, that's right. Nothing. 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 Yeah. And he's good about killing himself. Yeah, he, I mean, he's so pointless. And again, they redeemed him sort of with Archangel, but he still... They had freaking... He was useless. But, but he was still... I mean, Archangel was a good character to look at um, and a much better still, angel, but it still was kind of shitty. Yeah, still kind of a 90s yeah. kind of character, um, even though it didn't happen in the 90s. Um, so <laughs> he's moving, Cyclops. <laughs> Barely alive from flying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she brings me, man. They feel Scott, I D U M B. I screwed up. Yeah, next time, buddy. <laughs> think where you are. Yeah. What are you doing there? Only eight of us, Warren. So, anyway, they make their Cyclops go Scooby Doo on them and make them, let's split up, gang. Of course, he takes Daphne because that's what he do. <laughs> Phone Daphne. Yeah, he takes Daphne with him oh, and leaves everybody. It, it only be once until Warren and Kurt are knocked out. Then I'm getting my yeah. Daphne on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah, he did. He knew what he was doing. Like, well, we could slide into one of these, uh, you know, whatever's Daphne and get it on. Because uh, these two freaking well, I'm star my fight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they break up. Uh, uh, split up the team. It doesn't work out for much. The Imperial Guard hits them pretty hard. Um, and then, you know, it's just to the other battle. There's about uh, 30 of them. Well, yeah, I mean, they were hopelessly outnumbered. And, you know, and that's even before you get into using their heavy gun. Uh, you know what I mean? Gladiator. Like, it was before, the, yeah, before they even used Gladiator, they had some pretty yeah. powerful people, as it were. Um, and this is, you know, in a sense of the X-Men in coming up to this point, they really, it takes them like two battles to figure out how to beat people. Like they have to take an ass whipping and then <laughs> Always. they yeah. can come back and beat the people. Like, well, you know, I mean, and this is a theme that goes through, like even through the mutant massacre. I mean, they take hella ass whipping, learn, and then they can come back. They never like beat people on the first try. Not never, but it's very rare. Um, really? So the second yeah. battle of Fien- the death of the Phoenix, oh, they would have kicked the Imperial Guard's ass. <laughs> but <not laughs> <this time. laughs> um, 
So, yeah, so the big green monster comes. They fight and attack at the little one, takes out Beast, and then Gladiator comes in, and he's just, he's Gladiator. Uh, you know, he's actually one of my favorite characters. Um, you know, uh-huh. just, I do like Gladiator, <laughs> though. What? I do. Look at, well, I mean, he's kind of a dick. He's yeah. super strong. Superman. He's yeah. super strong. And a mohawk. You know, he, you, well, he, his we there's Martha. <laughs> There's probably a conversation to be had about the racial uh, identity of Gladiator um, oh, as I was slipping through this, but what else? So, yeah. He it, reminds it, me know. of, he reminds me of a, not Apache Chief, but what was, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, just, he's, just, he's like Chief. an Indian dude or a Native American dude with a mohawk. with not isn't he blue? Oh, I mean, we've established that blue equals black in the X-Men. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes. Blue yeah. equals black in this. Um, just nothing goes well for the X-Men. They get their tails kicked pretty much on every single level. Um, yep. And then the somehow... Four star. Yeah. Well, woohoo! Somehow... Uh, Colossus. Wolverine. Win. Yeah. Somehow Wolverine gets stuck in Watcher's house. This is kind oh. of a trippy moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of trippy. Again, Nightcrawler's useless in this whole thing. Right. Angel talks a bunch of shit and then gets knocked out. Yeah, and then takes Nightcrawler out of the battle with his shittiness. Yeah, and no, he doesn't get knocked out. He just knocked the fuck out. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And then, again, Nightcrawler has to go save him for the second time somebody needs to save Angel. And then, yeah, Nightcrawler's out of the battle. Wolverine's in the Watcher's Angel house. had not gone with him, they might have had a chance. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> help. He definitely didn't help. He was dead wood at a point. Um, but he yeah, that's no the scene. <laughs> yeah. But the scene with Wolverine in the Watcher's house is freaky, right? Like, it's just yeah. weird. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, it's like an uh, acid in like kind of panel. My guess is that John Byrne enjoys the leafy stuff. <laughs> 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 I was thinking I was thinking more acid than like the leafy stuff, but yeah, it's just a weird scene, and then he gets kicked out, and then you know we have this fake this scroll where he has to you know uh, make the determination that it wasn't. Yeah, well, it wasn't, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't Storm. He had to make that determination, and you know it is a scroll. Scroll, and of course he gets zapped. Does you know again? Wait, well, Wolverine's gonna do something cool? Nope. He had his offense three issues ago. That's it. You know, now he's back to, you know, being whoever that he is in these books, which isn't very good. Um, And then the Kree and the Skrull have to fight. Once again, Nightcrawler gets taken out by, what's that that lady's name? Manta. Manta. Yeah, gets taken out. Cyclops beats a, or Colossus beats a robot, but then he, he, he learns his lesson. Very well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, well, it's a cool scene, kind of, except you know the Colossus is going to, oh, you knew that L was coming hard. Yeah, very hard. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, it's I mean, a great, I think it's a great sequence. I mean, you get a feel for it, just how big a battle this is. Right. And I love to smashing the tower, smashing the column on his head, and he just stands there. Right. Sm- yeah. Smiling. Well, yeah, hands on hips too. Like, yeah, and that's all you got. Superman pose. Yeah, Superman yeah, that's pose. all you got. 
then they fight on, and then the building crumbles, and of course he emerges victorious as Gladiator. With side angle topic here, uh, remember '90s version where they had Cannonball beat Gladiator? Yep. I think yeah, that, that wasn't yeah, that wasn't cool. They had a um, I think it's a, the setup there was somehow his powers were related to his confidence. Confidence, Gladiator. Yes. And so yeah. once he got like rope a for a little while, he started to get, in a sense, weaker and weaker. And you, yes. you may not know this, but Cannonball is well nigh invulnerable when he's blasting. So, <laughs> yeah, I've never heard him. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard him explain that while he's dying yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. I also didn't know he was from Kentucky in the coal mines either or whatever. I've never yeah, heard that either. I fucking hate Cannon. That's a lot yeah, of hate. I said it. Yeah, I know. I know. His sister's worse, if that's it. That's any consolation. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Who's his sister? Husk? Is that her name? Husk. Yeah. Husk. Yeah. Husk. Yeah. Worst character Worse. ever. Yeah. Useless. Yeah. Okay. And so, <laughs> I love this scene of Xavier. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what have I done? Yeah, what have I done? Uh, I will never forgive myself. And she's like, I warned you, Charles, with your freaking broke leg ass. I tried to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to tell you. I can't lose. But uh, do you know what? Him challenging and doing that, I mean, we didn't talk about it there that he did do that without their knowledge or consent. Like, that is a Charles Xavier thing in this version of Charles Xavier to do. Like, you know what? I think I know what's mm-hmm. best for the team. Ellen and Ha Halar. That's it. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Wait, what? What is that? Did you, are you speaking in tongues? What? What, what are you doing? I'm like, no, that's what we're doing. We're going to fight for her life. What? What? I like how he doesn't have to fight for her life. No, her yeah, life. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. in the chair. Yeah. Again, once again, you had a lot of shit to say sitting in that chair. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the rest of the X-Men are out. Uh, and then Genix, Genix, Phoenix and, and Cyclops are going to, you know, kind of make their last stand out of love. And, you know, the battle rages on. They're about to take that L, but then suddenly Phoenix is reborn. Now, in the comic book or in the X Men animated series, Cyclops gets knocked down and uh, he cannot get up again, and that kind of uh, sparks something in her in uh, in her aura, and her aura becomes orange again, and it sparks and and rebirths the Phoenix, and now. They say um, that, but it's like two pages later. They they describe that, but they don't show yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, um, and now everybody's like, oh, no, she's back. And, you know, uh, Professor Xavier's like, I can't believe, you know, I was foolish to think that I could do this. You know, everybody, wake up. We got to get, you know, we got to stop Gene, that, that this is it. We can't do this anymore. And Cyclops is like, ain't there another way? He's like, no, nigga, we got to kill her. Like, that's <laughs> it, man. We can't do this shit no more. Like, it's over, man. It has to be another way. Like he can't My plan that I this forced time. on you failed. Now it's time for yeah. you to force a new plan on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to fix it. Um, yeah, this but, might be um, fixed. This one should be like, uh, I would like to point out that I had things under control. Before yeah, exactly. stepped in and <laughs> yeah. stripped off yeah. my girl's yeah. clothes on the astral plane. And then threw us to the wolves. Yeah. 
And now we got what? Yeah. How about you yeah. leave the decision to the grown-ups for a while? Yeah, thank you. Sit in your chair and shut the fuck up. Okay? <laughs> shut up and let the grown people handle this. Um, so, yeah, they try to do this. Cyclops, you know, kind of pussies his way out of it and, you know, tries to do something else by dropping a building on her, knowing that she could, you know, deflect that fairly easily. Uh, they keep attacking, keep attacking, just, you know, as she's starting to get stronger, they're trying to get to her before she gets too strong. And then we get the um, the inevitable of other version of the, uh, the uh, fastball special, which um, they kind of alluded to in the opening scene of X3, which is brother one of Brother Beavis's most hate, hate, hate moments. Uh, <laughs> where... Uh, Colossus kind of spin throws Wolverine towards that what was supposed to be a sentinel, like and throws him in that general direction. And uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, but I was kind of always surprised that we never got at least some version of that in any of the X movies. You know, where he gets thrown and called a fastball special. Like it just they never did it. He's, yeah. You know, like, hey, throw me, and he throws him in circles, and that's it. Yeah, but we get the reverse fastball special here where um, uh, Wolverine throws Colossus towards him or towards the Phoenix. And, of course, Colossus all up in his feelings. It's up to you, Colossus. You probably only have one shot. Make sure that when Phoenix goes down, she won't be getting up. You asked me to kill Wolverine, something I have never done. Um, You killed Proteus like a few issues ago now. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. Kind of forgetting that, ain't he? Mm-hmm. I thought Wolverine's like, I can't do it, but you can do it, Colossus. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, send the 18-year-old. <laughs> Throws um, him out of his boots, too. Just to yeah, know. exactly. And yeah. uh, and then, he, of course, he pulls his punch. I cannot do it. Um, got, but he did. Josh has been playing for a while because he has time to think while he's flying. He gets <laughs> the out of I cannot do it. Uh, so, yeah. It doesn't work out. The Phoenix is getting stronger. She takes makes a run for it, and Scott's like, "Don't run! I, you know, I'm trying to help you. Please, don't do this! Don't do this!" And you know, the martyr, as as Hutch says, she pulls out an old weapon from somewhere and the, off the blue part of the moon, and she shoots and it kills herself. Bada bing, bada boom. The end. Now, X Men the animated series, they kill her. Yeah, gee, um, but. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, everybody's life force. Every, something comes out of the life force of all of them to bring her back to life because you can't kill people on cartoons. And then she's brought back. But in this... Back in the, back in the 60s. Yeah, well, exactly. And yeah. then she... But here she gets incarcerated, or incarcerated, incinerated. Um, and then Cyclops has a long speech about what happened. You planned this, didn't you? From the moment we landed on the moon, you shielded your intentions from our rapport. Ugh. And it just goes on and on and on. But he's just, yeah, Gene. 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 <laughs> and that's it. And what the page of the watcher and this new guy, the recorder. Yeah. What the fuck is the recorder? Like, what? I can watch everything. Watch it. Yeah, exactly. If I can watch it, why do I need a, a damn DVR? Why are you here? Like, I watched it already. I don't need you. Uh, but yes, the watches. How come ain't no black watches? I'm sure there are by now. I, no. think, I think they did show a black watcher. Are you sure? What? 
I ain't never seen no black watches, man. No, I ain't never seen that. Because before the age of apocalypse, there was all the watches. Because I never, that was the first time I never knew that there was more than one watch. And then they did this whole panel of a bunch of watches. There wasn't no black ones there. Oh. Maybe it's taking a bath. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all see. <laughs> well, he could have been late for the group photo. That does happen, too. Uh, that, hey, man, we're taking a picture at 12. Okay, man, I'll be there. 12.05. Like watches matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't make it. Uh, and then the he swirly. gave his whole speech. Yeah, at the swirlies. He probably got pulled over, man. That's you right. He probably got pulled over on his way to... Yeah, likely story, you watching, nigga. Yeah, we just get pulled over to the side. Watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See your license and your registration. <laughs> watching <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, spread your cheeks and lift your butt cheeks. Yeah, spread your cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Spread your leg and let your butt cheese watch it. Um, so, yeah, and then the watcher gives this whole speech about what happened and, you know, whatever. And then six years later, they bring her back. Bada bing, bada boom, that's the end. And, and, and you know, and again, I know we're kind of ripping at the end, and they there was a lot of filler in that issue. But, I mean, it's, it was a satisfying end to, you know, really like a, I mean, it started in, what, 130? Like a seven-issue run? You know, pretty much right after uh, the Proteus saga. I mean, it's a, a satisfying ending to such a a classic story. You know, um, again, like I said, I'm I'm altogether sure. I'm. I think it would have been better if they would have just killed the Phoenix and just left and left Jean Grey alive. Um, that maybe doesn't give us um, the Force Kitty Pride uh, situation if they do that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's an unintended consequence out of this. But you know, I mean. It, 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 I think it would have just been better that way. But, again, it, it's a satisfying end to the story. Like, the first time that you read it, Hutch, was, you know, were you, like, shocked and surprised they killed her? Or it was just like, you know, I, I kind of figured it. I was it. hurt. Okay. I was yeah. hurt. Right. Yeah. Okay. Bru- uh, Sandman, how did you feel, like, after you read it the first time? Yeah, I was shocked. Uh, you just don't see uh, people die, you know, in comic books generally. And if, even if they do, you know, they bring them back. And, and, you know, obviously, eventually they did here or in some form. Um, but, yeah, um, that was flabbergasting, <laughs> to, put it, to put a word um, on it. Yeah, you just don't see that. Right. Brother Beavis. I think I read it in reverse. Like, I think I knew that was, knew that she was dead and then saw the, saw the book. So I didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because I came in I later. I mean, I, I knew, like, at the time, I didn't I didn't like it. Uh, I was like, man, I didn't like that, that fact that they killed her because it just didn't, I don't know, I was young and it didn't really make a lot of sense. And then I, I just liked that character so much at the time. I was like, well, you know, that, that wasn't cool. And then the subsequent books where they're dealing with it, you know, and it kind of took Cyclops away from the team. And he was one of my favorite characters at the time, too, and I didn't like that either. You know, because remember he goes off like on a like a weird quest where he's fighting yeah. swamp thing, and, and I guess he's gonna meet his father. Like you know, or no, he'd already met Corsair in the other situation. But that, and I think there's a Corsair story in there with him too. It's just yeah, like a weird, a, yeah. yeah. This is like yeah, a he, weird. He, 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 Colleen Wing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just a weird like like kind of journey for him after at this point, and I didn't really care for that. Um, but yeah, it's I mean it's again a great story. Uh, I would kind of wish it to be told in an X Men movie, uh, but done well <clears throat> by Marvel and um, not yeah. Fox. Can't have both. Yeah, can't have both. Yeah. I know. And then I think you know, Fox for a while. Yeah, and I think Brother Beavers it brought up the fact that, you know, maybe instead of X-Men bringing her down or a combination of the X-Men and, like, the Avengers, like, if there was some sort of crossover combo that we could have where, you know, you tie the universes together, that would be a good way to bring one into the other. And um, it would just be, you know, awesome. But I don't think we're there um, yet. And I, I, in a sense, I don't know that we'll ever get there. Um, Never. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it could yeah. happen, but I, I just think that it's going to be there. So, but anyway, all right. So that wraps up the Phoenix Saga and the Dark Phoenix Saga. And now we'll continue this as uh, our X Men Thursday chats here. With um, I would assume that the next thing will be Days of Future Past because um, I, I I'm not doing no Swamp Thing Cyclops stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Days of Future Past comes up in a couple of issues here. That also ends the run for Claremont and Byrne. Claremont stays on the book for many, many more years after this. Um, but uh, Claremont and Byrne in their their collaboration. Um, and it, I'm saying this to y'all. Like we may sidetrack into Alpha Flight because Days of Future Past is only two issues. Um, but we may sidetrack into Alpha Flight uh, just briefly um, for what it's worth. Um, because Hutch was a big Alpha Flight collector at the time. I uh, everything John Burns did, basically. Yeah. So, so the story Fantastic of, Four. I've yes. got the Fantastic Four. I got the Alpha mm-hmm. Flight. I was right. whatever he touched. I was trying to buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his potentially racist alt right run is troubling to you. Is troubling to you. Duly noted. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, that, that'll be our next story. And then after after Days of Future Past, um, I will probably we'll probably skip probably close to twenty issues and get into the brood stuff, which I don't like like I, at all. Those books are excessively wordy, and I don't like the brood. Not because they're an alien ripoff. I, those books scared me when I was a kid. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I know they tried to kill Colossus then too. Um, uh, is that death bird yeah. or whatever you said? Like I, I didn't like that either. Those books scared me. I didn't like the brood, those brood eggs. Like I didn't like any of that stuff. So um, yeah. that I, I, I probably read them, you know, probably ten, fifteen years ago, maybe longer. Yeah, but I probably haven't touched or looked at those books since then. So, all right, cool. So, so what about him? What about them fighting uh, Magneto in one fifty? Now what's one yeah, fifty? Uh, what's that story? And, and they another another human 145 and arc. Yeah, but, the, but that's a, I but think those are solos, not like an arc. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it is Magneto. I mean, you know, any, any yeah, topic, like, Magneto. Kind of yeah. yeah, but we've been staying mostly towards, you know, arcs of stories and, as opposed to so, uh, singletons. Uh, but, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, because Magneto has... Magneto has his Phoenix moment, kind of, when he sinks that Russian, the Russian ships. 
And that shit that's showed up from the Hardy band later. Yeah, yeah. Right. that that comes back that comes back in many uh, storylines later on. That's like right. a big event when he killed them. Um, he signed right. a Russian they, they stuff. I think it was too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, yeah. Well, the next one is Days of Future Past. Like I said, I want to. Like I said, I would like to sidetrack into into Alpha Flight just a little bit from there. Um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll get to that. But that's good. So, wow. That was, well, I was skipping over Darkstorm too. Oh, is that when she? Darkstorm. Is that when? She, what no, was Dracula. Dracula. Is that the one with Dracula? Not that Dracula, Dracula is crazy. I don't know about Dr. that. Dr. Doom turns her into a statue and she goes crazy because she's claustrophobic or some shit. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. right. Okay. Well, we might have to look at it and see which ones we can go from there. Um, right. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, and again, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't look too far past 141, and I was thinking brood after that. So, but we'll look at that too. You can get some kitty pride there if we go in there. There's other stories there. So. Oh God! Oh. Yeah. There you go. All right, and I'm looking at the cover of 150 right now. She's showing up on the cover. Um, so thanks for that. All right. <laughs> okay. So, but uh, yeah, that wraps up the Thursday comic book chat. Um, I didn't have a side brother topic like you know we usually end on something else. I don't have one there. I don't know if there's anything that's been going on during the week uh, that you know would kind of fit into what we've been talking about. Unless Hutch had something. Um, nothing, nothing really. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys watched or heard of or seen Stranger Things at all? We, we yeah. Some, uh, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I've, I hear good things about it. You've seen it, Hutch. Go ahead and give your or brother Beavis give your review. Yeah, I just and I mean we've done some series. It's eighties tastic. It's got D and D in it. There's a token black kid. Uh, yeah, it's a <laughs> horror story. So I'd love to get your take on it. See if you can sleep with the lights on for a while. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's Goonies. It's the Goonies, Hutch. Meet E.T. Meet the eight. Okay. Yeah. I I, mean, mm. I I lightweight started it uh, before I got cable here, um, but I was also having to watch things on you know my computer, and I'm a real big fan of that. And I started it, uh, and then the kids were around, and it, it was like uh, the horror part didn't bother me, but like the you know little foul mouth goonies like kids too. I was like, man, God, dog it. So I had to like kind of. Uh, kind of shelf it so i probably saw like the first 10 or 15 minutes of the first episode i heard there's only eight episodes anyway i was like i could probably get through this you know in a you know a weekend or whatever but i hadn't gone back to it but i, I hear such great i hear good things about it people are like you would like it yeah but there's a horror movie too man and i've seen some gifts from it and i'm like uh, maybe not <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe not. I don't think that's for me. Uh, but we'll we'll try to get through it. And then, looking ahead, we are officially now only what twenty nine days from Luke Cage. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that that's that's gonna be a that's gonna be a binge. And I'm not a real big binge kind of person uh, because Twitter is gonna spoil the hell out of it. So I'm gonna have to binge a good portion of it. Um, and yeah. then 
Yeah, so and then we'll try to get on a uh, friend of the show, Curtis Cook, to be able to talk about it uh, once it premieres. I love. He can't talk about Speaking it of Netflix, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Did you, did you hear about uh, the new shows they're trying to bring in uh, Netflix for Marvel? Oh, no, well, no. Which um, one? She-Hulk, Cloak and Dagger, Bullseye, and Elektra. After the Defenders, after they do the Defenders, which will probably be, what, next year? So okay. we're talking about probably about a year out. But that's, I'd a, heard about that's a lot of characters. Yeah, I'd heard about She Hawk. Um, that's probably the only one that probably makes of that group probably that interests me. Uh, the rest yeah, of them, that's the only one I care about. Um, yeah, it's funny you say that now. I have my side brother topic. All right, and we gotta do it quick because we're uh, at about one thirty. Um, uh, oh, I saw that uh, DC, uh, UCW, or whatever, they're making a Black Lightning show. Yeah, um, I saw that too. They make a Black Lightning, C-Dub, DC show, um, whatever. Um, I was kind of... Do we have on pants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same character. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> You're mine, man. Though. I'm telling you. I swear. That's funny. Ooh, only you would think of that. But two, <laughs> um, I thought if you were going to go that route based on what they've done in the past, like since they've made like kind of young-ish type characters, why wouldn't they go with Static Shock? Static I mean, Shock? Yeah. Yeah. Because no the powers though. are essentially the same. So why not go yep. Static Shock than like Black Lightning who... I mean, Static Shock had a cartoon. Black Lightning was one of the, you know, affirmative action super friends. And <laughs> with El Camino. What is, what is, what is, what's his claim to fame? Yeah. Nothing that he wore black yeah, pants. Batman the Outsiders, had, I think he was on that team. That's about it. That yeah, I can remember. His claim to fame was. He was on that team with the curly fro. And, yeah. yeah. He's definitely a 70s stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Well, he is Black Lightning, for Pete's sake. Yeah. If, he's uh, black, if black isn't a name, you know. That's bad, right. first of all. <laughs> yeah. But the lightning was yellow. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brother Beavis, you were saying his claim to fame. I was going to say his claim to fame is, is Sinbad played him on Saturday Night Live in a skit. That oh, was, oh, that's right. Like, yeah. You know what? Oh, that really? is right. Yeah, that is oh, true. Damn. Uh, yeah. It's, okay. You know your ter- terrible character if Sinbad <laughs> is playing you in anything, <laughs> essentially. So the hell they trying to make that character? You know, yeah, I mean, show out of that character. That's a rap yeah. right there. Sinbad's playing. Yeah. <laughs> any sentence that starts with Sinbad, with, just, hello? Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. But yeah, I'm, I, just, I was curious about that. So, like, all right, we're going to give a black character a run with, you know, Greg Berlanti, you know, he's got this magic touch with these characters. Now, all right, we're going to give him a black character from DC. All right, let's go. Hal Jordan, not Hal Jordan, uh, you know, John Stewart. No, 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 we don't want to do Greenland. Maybe that's too much close to the universe, even though we don't use these characters in that universe anyway, so it really wouldn't fucking matter. Okay, so no. All right, let's maybe go with, um, uh, uh, what's the chick that can turn herself into an animal? Vixen. You know, you know, we don't have a lot of black female characters on anywhere. You know, maybe that would, no, 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 let's not do that. Okay, Cyborg. Well, he's going to be in the movie, so we can't use him. All right. Um, Static Shot? 
Well, you know, no. Okay, let's no, keep going. Don't one of them Will Smith kids want to play Static Shock? Yeah, that was a rumor. Oh, God. But, um, so it was like, I don't know how you, how far did they have to go down the list to get the black light, basically. I'm like, let's yeah, go to the black bar. Yeah, let's go to the black, uh, like Firestorm. Yeah, let's go to the black Firestorm. No, 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 not do that either. Yeah, black nope. lightning. So, I mean, that's proof positive to me that there was nobody of room in the room of color. And they was like, because the person in that room, if they hadn't, read a comic book in a minute, but who the fuck is Black Lightning? So, yeah, it's... I'm like it is now. A, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is, so good luck, DC. You know, I mean, it's, again, I watch most of the shows that are on there, except for that Legends of Tomorrow, so it's not like, you know, I'm not going to watch it. It'll probably be on a block of time that I'll probably watch it anyway, but it was just kind of surprising that they went with him. I, I, again, I, I would have assumed Static Shock because I think he has more of a, a built-in fan base. But I got I got a question too. Is it time for sure. Gotham to go off the air? It was time to go off when it went on. Shortly <laughs> after the pilot, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After the pilot. It should have never got greenlit. Yeah, um, Batman I mean, without Batman. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if they had if they had just said like, "Hey, we want to make a show set in Gotham City, and it's not going to be about Batman or these villains," fine. And I could watch a Commissioner Gordon show, but instead, it's like a tease of everything. You know, they've just gone farther and farther to the line of Batman. It's like, well, isn't that exactly what you said you weren't going to do? Right. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's. It's what Agents of Shield suffered for a lot in season one, teasing a bunch. Well, yeah. remember what happened in New York? Da, da, da. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I, no, of course I watched what happened in New York. That's why I'm watching this stupid show. Like, if you're going to tell me things about Agents of Shield, and I've heard that Agents of Shield has gotten much better. I, I gave up after like seven episodes of this season one. Yeah. I'm, but I'm extra done with that. It's yeah, I would say I've stayed to season two. That was it. Much better is would only be relevant to its current or its previous unwatchable state. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, a relative term. It's, no, it's, no, a, no. it's a passable TV show that now has way too much garbage legacy to even like compel anybody to get into at this point. Is my feeling. Wow. Plus the fact that you know it's not going to amount to anything because they're always going to steer it. They're going to marginalize it. Um, compared to the films and compared to anything that's on Netflix. So, yeesh, hot oh. takes. <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Awful. Okay. I mean, I, again, I've been out. I, I, again, I hear people say, like, oh, it's gotten a lot better, but that's a lot of going back and rewatching stuff, and I'm good. So, yeah. Nope. And we do have, but, but in the fall here coming up soon, we should have this Legion show. Let's kick it back to the X Men as we close. You know, based on you know Xavier's son and whatnot, and how much do you tease in that about him yeah. being Xavier's son, mm-hmm. and is it going to tie into the movies? What, what version of this? What reality or timeline are we living in on this situation too? Um, you know, how much is how much of that do will we see? Um, so it'll be kind of curious. I think that show about the Hellfire Club got it didn't make it to through pilot. Um, so. Yeah, there's no point in watching that show either. But anyway, all right. So we'll wrap up the Thursday chat. Um, and like I said, we'll be back next Thursday uh, with the 
with the uh, the Days of Future Past. A very quick two-issue little turn, but once again, pretty meaningful um, yeah. uh, little story that at the time, nobody knew how important it was going to be, but uh, literally a legendary X-Men story. I would almost reckon to say as legendary, even though it's only two issues, than the one that we just did for seven. Um, so, cool. All right, so I am the producer. I am signing off. Uh, let's see, Sandman, go ahead and sign off tonight. Okay, until next week, y'all. Thank you, sir. Uh, Brother Beavis. Yeah, I'll catch you next week. All right, and Sandy, or, and, uh, Big Hush. Hey. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Black Boat signing off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Kill the, 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 kill